Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we have a special guest this week on our show. We have Nick Clearheart from Beer League Talk. He's going to be with us for the entire show. We're going to talk about, obviously, beer and hockey, of course. And we're going to talk about uh, the Pacific Division. We're going to talk about the Ducks, New Jersey, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So while we get this going, uh, we'll introduce Nick. Uh, Welcome to the show and and tell everybody a little bit about uh, your show and what you do. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be on uh, with you guys. Um, the show, uh, Beer League Talk, I mean, it's just a show. It, it's a hockey show. Uh, it, it, it's mostly, instead of being based on the pro game like uh, your podcast, uh, ours is more based on uh, guys that think that they're pros and think scouts are still scouting them in the stands, and that's uh, <laughs> the Beer League beer league hockey. That's We, we talk a lot about that. Yeah, I noticed that. I was listening to your last show, and I was I was really laughing, uh, Nick, because it sounds like your location changes every time with the show. It sounds like it's either in the closet somewhere or the basement or somewhere. What's going on with that? Yeah, you know, it's weird. Like, uh, I, I work full time in the adult hockey industry, so like we run hockey leagues and we run uh, like tournaments all over North America, even in Europe, and then we we have a bunch of other stuff that we do. And one of them is that uh, we own a bar here in Calgary, Alberta, that's above a rink, and so. Uh, when we first started the podcast, they let us use the, the the little liquor room, and then they kick us out of there. And then we were in our office, uh, but then uh, there's just it was just way too loud because it's above a gym, and so you could always hear the basketball bouncing. And they said, "Sorry, there's nowhere else." So we're like, "Okay, we'll go to our friend's basement." And so that's where we're at now. And so next week we could be on the street somewhere. I don't know, but uh, anywhere that I can hook up a microphone, I'm I'm happy to record. Oh my God, that's hilarious, and, and that's pretty much how uh, Eddie and I do it. I I usually record out of you know some odd room in my house. Uh, Eddie does it at his too, so we're we're in the same boat. Maybe not as many exotic places that uh, that you've had that, but that's pretty hilarious. But you and Eddie have something in common. Um, Eddie he, uh, plays in beer league hockey. He actually uh, scored the winning goal in his championship this week. So congrats, oh, Eddie! Congratulations! Oh, thank you. <laughs> Did you uh, did you did you pull out some some celly? Was there like a, any, anything you had planned for scoring it, or was it just uh, you just scored and did the fist pump and moved on like you'd done it before? No, I just uh, I turned around and just I skated right back into the boards, hit the glass as as, as momentum drove me because I was, I mean, I, it was beer league roller hockey, and it was just and it's our uh, we we have a goalie that's been playing for many years. He just turned seventy years old. And he announced that it's going to be his last season at the rink. Um, he's older than he's he's one of the oldest players that's been playing at that that rink. And his age as a goaltender, it, it's a semi outdoor rink, so it's still really hot in the summer. So him doing that was just like, man, that whole game too. I was playing against my I guess my B team because I sub on this team frequently, mm-hmm. and a lot of the guys are my friends. And I was getting so many opportunities. I I was on my like my game with. With puck movement and speed, but the goalie just had my number. Like it's, it seemed like every time I shot the puck, it was a magnet hit the goalie. So and in then, that first uh, five minutes in overtime, I, I just stripped the puck when he tried to cover it, and I just closed my eyes and pretty much shot. And when I opened it, it was in the back of the net. And I just turned around <laughs> and 
slammed into the glass and had my teammate hug uh, hug me after that. So and it's even in an OT game, like you can't ask for anything better for sure. Oh that's, that's, yeah! Congratulations on winning a championship. I'm still kind of chasing my first like league championship, and I've been playing for. I started playing when I was 30 in Oklahoma, and now I'm 36. So uh, I've been chasing it for six years, and still I, I I always think we have the team to do it, and then we we blow it in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's fun, and I I love it. I mean. Over here at the rink, they give us a uh, beer mug, so that's pretty cool. But I mean, just the you know, I don't really care about winning. At, at times, I do, but it, it meant more to me knowing that my goalie, who is seventy and who's played, to, to, I want to say two, three, four times time I played, he can actually get that championship for his last few seasons. So that, that was pretty good for me. Well, yeah, you sent him out on a good note, and and uh, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, and then speaking of that, I know uh, Eddie and I are both, uh, we're, we're kind of laughing too about the whole beer thing because what we did in the past for the Ducks, um, I, you know, we each playoff, we would drink different beer when they would win. <laughs> this was a kind of a thing that we would do, Nick. So like one year it was Bud Light Lime, um, another year it was uh, Bud Ice. I, I can't remember, it kept changing. I think I went to Corona, which I'm actually having a Corona right now. And that's, uh, we kept going with it. It didn't really work for us, uh, you know, after 2007. Obviously, the Ducks really haven't uh, done so great in the playoffs. But that was kind of a thing that we were doing, Nick, is we, every time that they would win they'd, we, in the playoffs, we'd have a beer. Well, you know what? I mean, you can talk about losing in the playoffs. I mean, as a Flames fan, uh, we don't make the playoffs that often. So I would be happy just to talk about losing in the playoffs. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I we didn't want to bring it up, but we know that the Ducks have kind of <laughs> owned the Flames, uh, you know, uh, at at least at Honda Center. But you guys did break the streak recently, so at least there is something yeah. there to look forward to. We can't say that anymore. Oh yeah, well, I mean, for crying out loud, it was what twenty years. Like I've only been a hockey fan for a number of years. Like I married a Canadian, and she's kind of forced me into the game. And <laughs> I think it's pretty much it was the whole time I've been a Flames fan. They they hadn't won in Anaheim, so. Uh, we were pretty jacked when we pulled it off, but then, uh, you know, I mean, then didn't you, you guys put us out of the playoffs a couple of years ago? Uh, and then you put Edmonton out of the playoffs, uh, what, two seasons ago, which we were pretty stoked that someone beat Edmonton because <laughs> uh, I think anybody in the league can agree Edmonton is probably the worst when it comes to teams to uh, to be a fan of. So we like to we like to we like it when they don't do well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I know you guys, uh, you got to have some dis- dislike for us because we have Kessler and Bieksa on the team, and I know you don't like Vancouver. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll tell you why. Like, okay, and because I'm not a, like, I'm not a Ducks fan, but can, right. like, can you just imagine, like, the team, and you have to know, like, teams hate the Ducks because you employ Bieksa, Kessler, and Perry. <laughs> Those guys are a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> but, but you think about it, like, I can rail on it. Like, teams hate Matthew Kachuk. Right. right, because that's the way he plays. So it's one of those things where, like, you love them because they're on your team, but if they were on another team, you would hate them. And so, like, it's always fun when I see like the fans going back and forth, and like Ducks fans will be upset because someone gooned it up on them, and the comeback is always like, "Come on, like you have Perry, Bix, and Kessler, like you can't talk about gooning it up on anyone." And then for me, it's just like, like I love watching like Kessler, like what was it, in the playoffs when he just like fell on the, the puck and just sat on it for a while. Like, yes, it was the greatest thing ever. Everyone hated it. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. One of our writers posted a gif of that and it got a ton of retweets and everything. And that was hilarious. But yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people dislike Kessler and Perry and Bieksa, which 
Well, uh, you know, honestly, there's been a mixed uh, kind of bag amongst the fans. Uh, some of the fans are glad that VX is gone because he has a lot of turnovers and uh, his contract was $4 million. So he's out of the way. So now you only have Kessler and Perry to hate on our team. <laughs> yeah, and, hey, and you know what? Like, it, it's funny. Like, VX, uh, like, you talk about the turnovers. Like, what was it the first year the Flames made the playoffs there? Like, he's pretty much the reason the Flames moved to the second round because he – he was chirping about uh, Michael Furlan being uh, irrelevant, and then all Michael Furlan did was live in the guy's head all series. And like, I can't count the number of turnovers that was made because Bieksa was messing with Michael Furlan. So, uh. so uh, yeah, I, you know, Bieksa is just kind of a piece of trash. <laughs> just, I don't know what else. Like, I don't want to be too hard on him uh, because actually, outside of the game, like the stuff that I've seen him do, like. Uh, just clips on working with people like he seems like a pretty good dude but on the ice it's just like man what a piece of trash get out of there <laughs> well you know the one thing people do like is the superman punch you can't you can't deny those no for sure can't deny that and then i can't was it kessler or or bx that was doing like between the two zambonis like the between the ferns yeah hilarious yes yes well you know so so speaking of the pacific division uh, last season, you know, the uh, the Knights won the division. Uh, the Ducks eked it out, came in second against San Jose, and, and yeah, we got swept. San Jose was third, the Kings were fourth. You guys came in fifth, and you weren't that far out, about 10 points out. And then you had your other favorite teams, the Oilers and Canucks, and, and, and then the Coyotes. What do, you, what do you think about the Pacific Division? Uh, you know, some of the moves that were made, Eddie and I were talking about this, we're, we're not too sold on the Ducks and how they're going to do. What do you think about the Flames and or any of the teams in the Pacific well, Division? Uh, we do another podcast like through the Beer League Talk Umbrella called Post and Out. Okay. T-A-N-D-O-U-T. And it's a pro podcast instead of Beer League. And it was something that was just started. But I was talking about this. Like we talked about who was going to win uh, the Super Bowl or Super Bowl, Stanley Cup <laughs> next year. And my pick was the Flames. And yes, a little homerish, but here's the reason why. <laughs> Uh, this year, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. Didn't have a pick in the draft the previous year uh, until the fourth round. This year, the Flames didn't have a pick until the fourth round. So I'm saying that just equates into a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> not not uh, not James Neal, no. <laughs> well, I mean, he is the real deal. Let's talk about this. First. I mean, let's be let's be more realistic. Talk about the Pacific Division. Uh, Las Vegas kind of took the world by storm, or the hockey world by storm, anyway. Can, can they repeat that? I don't think so. I, I mean, they lost James Neal, who was uh, one of their best scorers. Um, and can they can they have the type of season that they had? Like, it seemed like there was a lot of things. Like, all the planets kind of lined up for them to, to do what they did. It was their first year. They had the tragedy in Vegas. They had that to kind of rally around the city and the players. Is that something that can, uh, that can carry on? I think n- no. I think they're still going to be good. But I don't think they're going to be runaway favorites to win the division by any means. Um Anaheim is Anaheim, right? Like, you, you know, you made some moves. You get, you, you're what you are. You guys are always contenders in the Pacific. The Sharks, kind of the same. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the Evander Kane signing. I think the guy's a head case, personally. Uh, I think he has a ton of tools. I just think he has problems putting them together. But maybe the structured environment of uh, Jumbo Joe and those guys in, in uh, San Jose can get it. The Oilers, they're still pieces of trash. They didn't do anything to improve. They're just going to ride the coattails of Connor McDavid. He's going to put up his 110 points in meaningless games. Um, and the thing is, is they rely on Connor McDavid and their goalie. And you saw what happened when their goalie had had a bad year. Previous year, he he was on fire. He got him to uh, almost through the second round um, against you guys. 
Yep. And uh, Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl were just on fire in the playoffs. And then, you know, this past year, Dreisaitl kind of cooled off. Uh, uh, Talbot had a off year, and look where they finished. They finished back where they finished for the rest of the uh, last 10 years, right? Like, it's been a decade of being the worst hockey team in, in the NHL. So uh, then the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, they're rebuilding. They lost Bean, so, so so so. What are you gonna? I really don't see much of a change for the Flames. I mean, it, it's a homeristic view, but we were in the hunt up until what middle of January, and then Mike Smith decided that in a meaningless last five seconds he would make some weird move to try to stop a puck that was ten feet wide, and he hurt his groin, and then we went on a downhill swing. So, uh, you know, you you add the Flames that you know having that success last year up until that point, and then adding. James Neal, uh, getting rid of Dougie Hamilton hurt. Uh, the guy was, you know, he's the highest defensive goal scorer in the league last year. But we got a guy that has a ceiling that's uh, that's probably higher than Dougie's. And then we got, uh, you know, top six help in uh, Elias Lindholm. So I think there's a lot of things that the Flames are doing that that was uh, that's good. I mean, I, th- I think they're they're good. They're still young. They're they're a young team, and if they can kind of find that fit on the the top line and their defense can can take that step that, I mean, they got really great defensemen, right? Something the Ducks know something about, right? I mean, look how many you guys had. You had to expose one, and, and all you did was say, okay, well, yeah, he's good, but we got four other guys that are just as good. So uh, I think the Flames are, are up there. I think I think uh, it, it's probably going to be, you know, uh, the Flames and the Ducks probably there at the top, and then, then second's probably going to be behind them is San Jose, and then Vegas will probably – probably be fourth in division that's that's kind of the top four teams i think for uh for the pacific what do you think eddie about the pacific division and who's going to finish where um it's it's going to be close as it usually is um i i don't see edmonton making that jump to make the playoffs you know next season they didn't really i i think that one season was kind of a fluke for them and i'm probably going to get a lot of hate from edmonton fans but i just I don't agree with this, with their management and what they do. They they rush players and they expect results immediately. And I, I you know, I I have a like, distaste for Edmonton because I feel like they just they ruin a lot of prospects. Uh, for example, uh, uh, Yakupov, he wasn't ready. He wasn't NHL ready to to be in there. And they kind of just threw him in the fire. And now he's he's over there in uh, the KHL now. I mean, he, he couldn't just find success. Um, with Vegas, I, I, I think that first season, exactly what Nick said, I 110% agree. And I would have said the same exact thing. So I'm not going to repeat it. Um, they might make the playoffs, but I think the pressure might get to them. Like we saw in the Stanley cup playoffs, like they're riding that high for so long, but then reality finally caught up. You're a brand new team. You're you know, with brand new guys. Yeah. You guys had that, that 82 game season and then. You guys had the playoffs, but I mean, r- reality took form. Um, the Sharks, I can see. What my biggest question mark is for the Pacific is the LA Kings. I mean, yeah, they made a few moves. They got a little older, but a lot of their fans think Kovalchuk is going to pan out and and he's going to be that that player. But I don't really, I I can't see that. You know. He played in the KHL and dominated, but the KHL isn't the NHL. It's, it's going to be a kind of a different jump for them. Hey, do you think that Kovalchuk actually dominated in, in the KHL? Like I, I looked at some stats, and I remember having this argument with him. I mean, the, the guy's the guy's 
thirty what thirty five, thirty six years old. Like yeah, he's not he's not the Kovalchuk that he was prior to to leaving here. Like and what did I don't even remember what they gave him uh, contract wise, but it, it was a lot of money. I mean, if if you think about it, like Kovalchuk had like what was it fifty like twenty fifteen he had fifty games played, he had forty nine points. So I guess he's I guess he's a, a point per game player. He had. 78 points in 60 games and 63 and 53. So I guess that would kind of be uh, a dominating the KHL, but they're also only playing 60 game seasons. They're playing on the big ice where he has more time to, you know, react and make some moves. So is coming back to the small ice going to be a detriment. And is it going to be more physical because it's, it's, it has to be a faster game because it's smaller ice. It's more confined. He has way less time to make those, those decisions. So I, I think, the LA Kings are a little bit out to lunch. I mean, what they just did what they always do, right? Like they don't have youth. They just have old players that used to be good. Jerome McGinley, uh, you know, they Robin Regeer, they brought him in a few years ago. Like it is, it is what it is. And isn't FNAF in LA as well? Yeah. Yeah. So like he, <laughs> and his they, contract, like I, he can't even turn left. So it's like, I mean, it, it, the thing is, is with the Kings, I usually forget about them because, you know, and I have a lot of friends that are Kings fans. I forget about them because they just they don't ever have like really great regular seasons and if they get in the playoffs they they eke in outside of that run they had where they were just the the biggest team in the nhl and all they did was run over everyone with their size and strength but now it's it's just a way different game right it's all it's all based on youth and speed and and being able to move and i just don't see that as a team that that can move that can you know run that transition game that these these younger younger players are coming out and, and and doing with their speed no, I agree. Um, and with LA too, it seems like they they just throw ridiculous contracts at people. Uh, Gabrick, they, they threw that contract at him because he had that that one good season in the playoffs, but he had that injury problem. I think uh, Kovalchuk's gonna get a rude awakening, and it's not gonna be the same in NHL that he left. And he's playing in the Western Conference now because the last few teams he played for, I think Atlanta and um, uh, New Jersey Pretty, Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, a little less physicality. So I think he's going to get a rude awakening. And he's the kind of player, in my opinion, for ditching his team before, that if the Kings will make the playoffs one or two seasons or it's just not working out, he's just going to up and bolt to the KHL again. I mean, where he's used to, like you said, the bigger eyes, less games, it's less physicality. And another factor, too, is he's getting paid without taxes over there in, in the KHL. For LA, sure. he, he's gonna be paying about what ten, what is it, ten, eleven percent taxes now in LA. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he, you know, they they do have a history, and I don't like to lump all all those type of players into like into the same mold, but uh, those are, you know, it seems like they get the reputation of uh, being the type that when the going gets tough, they just get going, right? They they head yep. back over to Russia and do that, and and maybe that's the case, uh, but you know, I mean. I understand maybe he maybe he is going to add some scoring I, I don't know but I, I can see why the Kings would want him but I thought that any any uh contract uh that was offered to him that was over a couple million bucks it was a mistake and they did it so so we'll see uh, we'll see if it pans out I, I don't personally think it will oh yeah I totally agree I, I remember reading uh some you know from sites you know a fan sites for the Ducks and people were mentioning Kovalchuk's name and I was jumping on there one of the first ones like no Kovalchuk, not Anaheim. Period. Like maybe a one-year, one million, but anything above that, like I, I just can't see him being that factor that that people think. But there's some, you know, LA fans that think that 
you know, they signed Kovalchuk and here comes the Stanley Cup. It has worked that way. I mean, I'm sorry to bust their bubble. I'm not just being biased because I'm a Ducks fan because I always tell people, like, number one, I'm a hockey fan. And then number two, I'm a Ducks fan. So, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, uh, one thing that I want to touch on with Vegas is for, like, uh, Vegas fans, like, how are they, how are they going to react if their team isn't on these magical runs, right? Because look at us as hockey fans. Like, I'm a Flames fan. I've had heartbreak for ever since I became a Flames fan. You guys have had heartbreak. These guys, they come in. The only thing they know is making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So what are the fans going to do if the Vegas Golden Knights hit a big, big lull, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest question mark here right there. Everyone got that, 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 that high... And Vegas came in there and gave that, or the, the Golden Knights came in there and gave Vegas what they needed at that time. After that tragic event, the city was like just like folding, but that hockey team helped. And I think that's something that, that can never be taken away from them, regardless of, of you know, what happens in the future. I really, I really just hope that, you know, Vegas proves everyone wrong and their fans over there. And, and really solidify themselves as hockey fans and a, a sports team and not just, you know, to actually be known for more than gambling and drinking all day and partying, but, you know, a serious, uh, a serious fan base over there. And, you know, especially with the Golden Knights, how they set the standard for teams and what they did to, to help that city heal. Because I don't think the city would have, you know, healed that fast or, or got that, that much, you know, support and love if it wasn't for the golden knights and everything they did you know for the city so i i I, you know i never want to say like oh i wish this you know this city folds and ever like i'm i'm always just you know 110 percent. i hope all the teams go like i I hope they all have success but i really hope you know because there's so many doubters and so many people being negative toward las vegas i hope they prove everyone wrong and solidify themselves as one of those top you know fan bases over there yeah, I, I agree with you, Eddie, on that. I mean, I, th- I think that's one thing that Vegas and Nick touched up upon it, too, is that they won so fast, so quick in the first year. Of course, they had that, that shooting event that, you know, gave them momentum as well. I, I, I don't think they're going to be up there next season. Uh, I might even pick them not to make the playoffs or barely make it uh, with all the changes and everything that went on. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of go with Nick. I think Calgary's going to be back up in that mix. The Ducks, we're, we're kind of pessimistic, I guess, a little bit, or at least I am. I don't know how Eddie feels. Um, we had our GM uh, last week, uh, came and talked about the team a little bit. He announced the you know the new jersey, which we'll talk about that as well. We're, we're giving one away, too, that it's been on our social media. We've posted, and we're going to maybe probably give away a couple more uh, versions of it because it's been so, so popular, even though Ducks fans have weighed in all kinds of different ways on this jersey, which we'll talk about in a sec, but... Uh, with our with the teams now, it, it seems like you know you have to have those four lines, and you've got to have speed, and that's what our uh, GM talked about. But the Ducks' fourth line's been kind of just whoever we have left over, we put on there, and we hope it works. So I, I think we talked about the Ducks making the playoffs. I, I think they're going to be up there again. Um, Eddie, you can chime in too on this if you want, but I, I just don't know. You know, we keep rolling you know, three lines, and, and I think if that's going to be the case, it might be tough. You know, I, I see San Jose still being up there, even though they got Kane, and, you know, I'm not too happy about, uh, you know, his off-ice stuff, too, as you guys have mentioned, and the Flames have improved. The Kings, like you guys have talked about, you know, go with these older-type players and throw money, and I'm with you, Eddie. I, I didn't want the, the Ducks to get 
uh, wrapped into that kind of stuff and throw uh, too much money at a player that might leave and take off to Europe. So I'm glad the Ducks didn't do that. But it, it's going to be an interesting Pacific Division, I think. Uh, I don't think Vegas, like I said, will be up there. But uh, I don't know how far the Ducks will be. I think they'll be in the top four. But then after that, I don't know. We might might have you know some trouble in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, just like I told on previous shows before, it, it, it's not the fact that I want the Ducks to go and sign all those big names. Like I want them to make the big splashes and do everything. I just want our GM to have faith in the team and to attempt to do something to better our team. The signings, maybe one or two of them, bettered our, our you know our, our top our, our bottom six or you know bottom pairing defensemen. But I mean, what I'm reading, like I said before, you know, the Kings are trying to go after Pacioretty at the draft, and and the Sharks are trying to do something, trying to get John Tavares, things like that. And RGM's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna give uh, this bottom third defenseman a contract, and and yeah, we got better, even though we're we're slower, we got better. Like, no, come on, do something, attempt to do something, like stop, like you know, stop trying to shop at at thrift stores for Versace or Louis Vuitton stuff like that (laughs) you you have to gamble on certain players and and go for it but it seems like you know just at the trade deadline we got rid of Wagner and and for you know we kind of downgraded from Wagner it's like well come on man like do something at least try to do something like look I try to go this route but you know all you know unfortunately it didn't work out the player didn't want to sign or it was it was too high of a price to pay, and I'm not gonna give assets. Cool, but I mean, I don't really see the Ducks getting that much better from last season. I have no doubt they'll they'll make the playoffs at all. And as a Ducks fan, I'm optimistic that you know, like every season, that we're gonna win the cup. And I don't care if we, you know what standing you are. If if I were a Coyotes fan or Sabres fan, I'd still have that that same mentality. Like, oh, you know, we're gonna win the cup this season. Because, I mean, if you don't think that way, then, then what's the point of well, watching, you know, competitive hockey? But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the problem with the Ducks is the higher management, not having faith or, you know, willing to pull the trigger when he needs to. Yeah, I mean, that that is a, an issue we've had. And, you know, at, the, at this, uh, you know, Jersey announcement at the summer thing that they were talking about, you know, they talked about uh, Kessler, who who we know Nick loves and a lot of Canadian fans love. But <laughs> but uh, they said, you know, that uh, Kessler says that he's fine and that he's, you know, good to go and all this stuff. But then Maria also said, well, he's still up in the air. And then he also said that Eves is good to go, which is, you know, nothing new. We've kind of talked about this on some of the other shows. So... You know, when we look at the Pacific Division, um, Nick, you know, one thing for the Ducks is if the Ducks don't have Kessler, we may have some issues. I mean, we did get Henrique signed for, you know, several years, and he's going to be in there. But that may be something that, you know, if Calgary's going to get up there in the mix and the Sharks are going to get up there in the mix, those teams might be ahead of the Ducks because we're not we're not doing as well in the center position. It just all depends on, on where Kessler is and if he's healthy and I mean, they haven't really gave us a definite answer on what's going to go on from there. And if we lose Kessler, that is significant. Like, it, 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 we're going to be hurting. You know, we were hurting last season with the half-speed Kessler. And like I said before, I wish him all the best and his health is number one. But if that's the case, I mean, Murray needs to get on that and figure it out right now if that's going to be, you know, the case for next season. If he's going to sit out or he's going to be half-speed or he's going to start and then, 
not finished and we have to make something happen. We got to make a trade. We, we have to do something to help our team get better. If not, we're going to squeak in the playoffs and we're going to be eliminated the first, second round. And that's, I mean, what's the point of doing that? If you're not willing to get our team better to, to qualify and to win the Stanley cup, you might as well just start trading a bunch of players, get a bunch of draft picks and then just tank so we can get a better draft pick instead of just barely squeaking the playoffs. Just to go out the first round. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree 100% with you. And, uh, I mean, I, I think for, for Nick on your side, you guys are looking to try to have a strong season all the way through and then make the playoffs and have a strong run uh, in the beginning, too. I mean, I know for you guys, it, it looked like you guys were going to be there last year. And then, like you said, the last month or two kind of, you know, took a dump for you guys, especially when Smith went down. Yeah, that's, that's tough. But, and, you know, the difference here between, like, the Flames and the Ducks is, is really aging cores, right? Because you guys are... Even down the middle, like you guys are guest last on your first line, who's not getting any younger, still a good player, but he, but he, he he's getting up there in age in terms of a hockey player. And then you have Kessler on your second line who's dealing with injuries and showing signs of age. And then you have Adam Henrique who's probably what he's probably what late twenties, early thirties. Right. And so like when you start talking about like the difference between, uh, you know, you guys you guys want to make the playoffs and win the cup, and Flames fans like we just want to make it to the playoffs so we can have a chance. And it's because like we we've dealt with, like we've had the aging core, like we had Jerome McGinley, we had Ole Jokin and we had Robin Regeer. We, we had those guys that, that, uh, that just, they, they were aged out of the game. So we had to eventually make some moves and there's, I don't know what, seven years now we've, we've kind of been in that rebuild phase. So you're right. It's either, Hey, are we going to do something to make our team better? And that, that's why you're seeing like the LA Kings, they have to do that because they're not in that, hey, let's rebuild and, and trade away all of our people for draft picks. They think there's a shot. So they're giving Kovalchuk whatever that ridiculous contract was that he got. So are you guys in between? I don't know. I, I don't follow the Ducks enough to know, like, are they on that cusp of do we need to trade everyone away or do you still have a shot? But it sounds like you as a fan are saying, hey, we need to either we either need to you know, show some faith that this team can win a cup and make some moves to show that, or we need to go the other way. And I can tell you the other way is hard, but it's definitely way more exciting uh, as a fan base when you know that your your team has a plan to do that. Yeah, I agree. With, I think you're exactly right, though. As Eddie and I talked about, that's kind of where the Ducks are at right now. I mean, if, if for some reason Kessler can't go at all, which is kind of what Elliot Freeman had talked about maybe being an issue, um, then maybe they do have to go the other way. I mean, it's it's a serious issue. I think Eddie hits it on the head there. I mean, we, we went out and got these other players to fill some holes on the fourth line and, you know, our third uh, defensive pairing. Um, you know, the Ducks did get the Montour deal done. They got a bridge deal done for two years, just over $3.3 million. So that was, you know, some good news. The Ducks have a good solid top four. But I think the, the frustration we have on our side is that there's a lot of players out there and a lot of moves, like Eddie said, is it doesn't seem like, you know, we don't even get them, but we don't go for them. And I think if some, for some reason Kessler can't play this season and may for, uh, for, uh, force Murray's hand, and we may have to change up some stuff because, you know, the aging core thing, like you talked about, is, is a concern. And, and any kind of cup window for the Ducks, it, it's it's been kind of going down. And I think, Eddie, you'd agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah, the, the this team, it's just tough. I, I don't know it, where the Ducks go from here. Uh, if they're going to be able to, to – uh, we think they'll, they'll make the playoffs for sure. 
yeah. and then go from there. But, I, you know, I just don't know as far as they're talking about mixing up the lines. Uh, Murray even talked about that. He talked about taking Corey Perry off the top line, which that's been a big concern for a lot of people um, in the Ducks fan base. They're not happy with uh, his performance lately, and he's got his no-movement clause and his contract and all that. So, you know, the Ducks may have to throw in some of the younger guys. Macy, Troy yeah. Terry, and Sam Steele, Eddie. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of throwing in younger guys to see what they like they can do. They're, they're more hungry. They have something to prove. I mean, sometimes, you know, some of these like, veteran players that are more established might get complacent and just, you know, have one of those games where they feel like, oh, well, I'm just going to go through the motions, you know, it's just one of those days. But when you're a young rookie player, you can't have those days because if you go anything less than 110%, you're going back to, you know, you went back to San Diego. You went back to juniors. So when you're up there, you have something to prove. Like everyone is watching you, and, and all eyes are on you. Every little mistake you make, it's it's, it's going to be documented. Like, oh, look at him. He wasn't breathing the right way, or he wasn't doing this right. Oh, look at his tape job. That oh man, he's a rookie. You can tell. It's like, all eyes are on you. And and the biggest thing is when you're a rookie and they give you that that skate when you're by yourself. I mean, that's how it is. Your first year in playing. As a rookie, because everyone's on you, and I mean, when you score a goal, it's like, oh, good job, good job, and, you know, and then it gets forgotten. But if you make a mistake, your name is popped up for weeks. Like, oh, so and so did this. Oh, remember when so and so did this? Oh, yeah, this rookie, blah blah blah. He's not good enough. And I mean, I think they have that that added pressure, which makes them step up and elevate their game. I agree 100. percent I, you know, I think that's what the Ducks are going to have to do. Uh, you know, come this uh, this season, as far as the division, um, and, and and see if the younger guys can step up. Um, you know, Nick, I, I don't know how that is for you guys in Calgary. Are you guys looking more towards the younger guys to come fill in the holes, or are you are you happy with what you guys have as far as your group? Well, I mean, I think that it's basically what we have is is young guys. Like when you think about, it, you have Johnny yeah. Drew and Monahan and Sam Bennett and. Elias Lindholm and uh, Noah Hannafin, TJ Brody, like you're talking guys in their in their mid twenties. Um, yeah, you have Giordano, who's 34, 35 years old, uh, and, and maybe on the back end on the defense. Yeah, there's a, some young guys definitely knocking on the door. Uh, I think a lot of the like when I when I kind of look at like the Flames fans message boards, they they obviously want more youth down there in the in the in the fourth line because the youth brings the energy, right? And so. Like, who do we have in our fourth line? We have Troy Brower, who has probably been one of uh, Brad Living's biggest mistakes here in Calgary as signing him for a four-year deal at $4 million because he just <laughs> hasn't brought anything worth $4 million since he's been here in Calgary. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we would love for young guys to kind of step up and, and force, you know, us to make a decision on buying out uh, uh, Brower or, you know, and the thing is last year, like, Gulitson had Brower on like the first or second power play, and the guy, the guy is basically where plays go to die. If the puck's on a stick, it, it's probably going back the other way in the next <laughs> second, right? So, um, you know, for, for as a Flames fan, like I'm pretty happy with kind of the mix we have in the youth, and I, you know, I'm I'm pretty jacked with like uh, the trade, with the Dougie trade to bring uh, you know Hannafin and Lindholm over here. It, it's cool to see those guys. I mean, because when you when you think about it, yeah, you lost Dougie Hamilton, but you got two number five overall picks who are, are doing pretty good. I mean, Lindholm is a 45 point player and his contract, you know, they, everyone said he wanted way more than $5 million. And we just signed him for six years, $4.7 million. So, you know, maybe not this year, it's not going to look like a steal, but I'm going to be a steal in the next, uh, in the next 
two years, I think. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with what you're talking about. The Flames, you know, even when we, the Ducks, play the Flames or when I see them, uh, you know, on some of their games, the way that they, they use their speed and everything, they've got a lot of run-and-gun games, and we've seen it with the Ducks and the Flames, the high-scoring things. Uh, that's something that we're kind of looking at, too. We had one of our fans asked about that. Uh, we had Michael Howard asked about, you know, we have Carlisle, and, he, you know, is he going to adapt his coaching style or the style of play? And I, I think that's been a big issue uh, with the Ducks is, is their style of play. Um, you know, our GM has been, you know, also been upset about the players standing around too much on the, on the power play he talked about at this event, um, you know, last week and whatnot. And I think that's kind of a concern that we're looking at. Uh, the big thing, Eddie, is I, I don't know if Murray's comments are going to translate to Carlisle and his coaching style. I don't know if it's going to change. And I think a lot of people are concerned if it doesn't work out this next season, where will Carlisle end up? Um, I, I really think if he doesn't work out this season, I think halfway this season he'll be gone. Um, and I, I really personally think that he'll be gone regardless. Be, you know, no matter what Murray says to to make us feel better about coaching and stuff like that, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. He, he's in that mentality. He's an old school veteran coach. He's not going to change up his game. I mean, we, we've seen it time after time. And I, I'm not the biggest fan of bringing people back after they've been let go. It's, it, to m- in my opinion, it's like going back to an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it was over for a reason. And when you bring back that same thing, you're going to have the same problems. And I just can't see Carlisle changing up his strategy, changing up his game. Because when things come down to it, he's going to revert back to his old thing. I mean, uh, you know, just like when I was in the Army. We always train because they said when you know when crap hits the fan, you're gonna revert back to your training. And he, you know, when crap hits the fan over there in Anaheim and they're not doing well, or they, you know, they go down by a bunch in the game, he's gonna revert back to his old ways of, you know, that that way that hasn't been working in a while. I mean, I respect him and I love him a lot. He he brought us a cup, and no one can take that away from him. But I personally think that we shouldn't have hired him in the first place. And I, I think a change is needed to to boost Anaheim's offense's ability. I mean, that is that is the rub. That's what some people are saying is, okay, let's go out and get better players. But if we're not going to go out and get better players, then it's the coach. So I think you're right. If something happens this season and they're unable to produce because of the scoring and Carlisle's to the coach, I think he's definitely going to be on the hot seat. Uh, you know, so it's a great question that we had from uh, Michael Howard that he asked about, and I, I think it is a concern and something to watch, um, especially if Kessler's out as well, as we talked about. Uh, you know, as far as the Ducks go, they've, they've pretty much got everybody signed up. Uh, you still have Kase and uh, Richie left, which those deals may not come till closer towards the season, uh, Murray said, but looks like the Ducks are pretty set in what they have, so the only other option is to change the lineups a little bit. Um, you know, we talked about that in the last show, so we'll have to see. But as far as the Pacific Division goes, I, I really look at uh, the Sharks being up there still. I think Vegas comes down a little bit. The Kings come down a little bit. Um, I see, uh, you know, obviously Calgary being in the mix too. So it's going to be a fun season, I think, Nick. Uh, I, I, you know, I look forward to it. Uh, I don't, I don't know about Edmonton, Vancouver, and and I know the Coyotes have kind of done some things, but I don't see them being up there as much. But I think, I think you're right. I think. Uh, you, you're going to see your Flames most likely uh, at least in the playoff mix uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I'm a pretty big like one and two. I think it's probably going to be Anaheim-Calgary. 
Uh, then I think uh, San Jose probably is pretty close to that, and then Vegas, and then you have kind of the next tier of the Kings just kind of, uh, and, and who knows, maybe the Kings do what they're known for, and that's playing like crap for the first half of the season, and they get in on the last day of the so annoying into the playoffs like it just it blows my mind how that always happens i think edmonton's done anything to improve themselves and get better I, and that's not because i hate edmonton uh that's just because they didn't do anything I mean, what did they do absolutely nothing in the offseason um and then you know the coyotes are the coyotes like yeah they made some moves but i, I just don't think they're there uh but hey at least they made some moves to make their team better uh and then vancouver they're just in a rebuilding stage i mean they lost their two biggest stars and now they got a rely on young people with uh, not much veteran leadership. Yeah, I, I'm right there. I think we're all in pretty uh, close agreement on what's going to happen, or at least what we think is going to happen next season. Now, if you didn't uh, hear about it, the, the latest news for the Ducks was their uh, New Jersey, which had a lot of different opinions. We had a poll question. We had uh, about 70% liked it or loved it, and then the other 30% thought it was okay or they didn't care for it. Um, I had mixed feelings too. Um, uh, I don't know who to start with, but uh, I, I guess Eddie, I'll go with you. And, and what did you think about the New Jersey? I liked them. Um, I know, like a lot of people were disappointed because they wanted, you know, the old original jersey back. You know, the old, you know. But how I saw it is, the Ducks didn't just, you know, take something from the past and not have any, you know, thought process. They went with something, you know. With the past, but they actually had that effort to create something different. I mean, I'm not trying to knock on the Coyotes because their old retro jersey is awesome, and, I, and I'm one of the fans of that one. It's a great jersey, but they just pretty much updated their you know their jersey with Adidas logos and stuff. As the Ducks, they actually put some more effort in and combined a bunch of their old past jerseys into one. The only thing I didn't like about their new jersey was that uh, – that silver right in the front of the jersey, that distills me off a little bit. But overall, I mean, I like it, and I'm looking forward to receiving it when I get it. And, like, I joked around, you know, uh, Ducks and Pucks over here, Mike and Ducks and Pucks, they're uh, offering fans a free jersey. So I might have to resign my position at Ducks and Pucks for a few weeks so I can be <laughs> in the running for that as well. Just joking. <laughs> I already have one order. You know what? I actually – um. I like it, and I think, uh, you know, once I see it in person, I'm going to like it even more. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And the only issue I had with it was just that silver in the front. Uh, and, Nick, what did you think, uh, you know, with the retro jersey of for the Ducks and, and you know, the Coyotes too? Uh, well, first off, uh, like we, we do blogs over at Beer League Talk, and one of our guys that is, is real big, like he's just a jersey fanatic in general. And I, I'm just going to – I'm going to go over his opinion, and then I'll give you mine. But, <laughs> sure. Uh, this is Jay and – and Jay actually made a, a blog that says, what are the Ducks thinking? He thinks the jersey is an abomination. <laughs> and he just, uh, I mean, he just, I mean, his questions are how many colors can one jersey have? He's counting at least eight colors in this jersey. And then it looks like they just took every jersey and put them into like some kind of program and then mixed all the jerseys up and then spit out this thing. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I kind of agree with him. Like when you want to do a throwback, I think you should do a real throwback. I, I wish it was uh, eggplant there on the front instead of black. Uh, um, I, I, that's kind of my own. The, the stripes look kind of weird on the on the, on the the jersey, and maybe that's just the way they have it posed. I, I would have to kind of hold judgment there. But, uh, you know, I, I can agree with Jay when I, when I when he says, hey, if you're going to do a real throwback, let, let's throw back to those eggplant purples because they're one of the best jerseys in NHL history. And, uh, but you know, change is always good, right? I mean, it's, you shouldn't just 
like you said, just like with Carlisle, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't just go back and do the same things over and over again. You should try to move the game forward, and maybe this is their way of doing it. But I, I just uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the eggplant purple. So that's my opinion. Yeah, and you know, and, and some of the fans agree with you. Some of the fans wanted it more of the white and the green. Some wanted it more of the purple and the greens. You know, so some people were like, why they put in the black? So I think that was kind of a thing. I, I kind of like the black because I think it kind of makes a, a change up a little bit. Uh, I wasn't really a big fan of the sh- the shoulders too much for me. I, I didn't like seeing, you know, this is supposed to be the silver jersey, and then you've got the gold Ducks logo on there. So I thought maybe they could have changed up the shoulder patches a little bit, uh, whatnot. I mean, I already did order it anyways. I still like it. I like the throwback. I think it's cool. I just, I, I think maybe there's a few little things that they could have changed up, and everybody's going to have their opinion, you know, and that's how it came out at first. It was funny. It seemed like everybody was one way or another. People either really, really liked it or really didn't. And now that it's been announced, you know, almost a week now, it seems like most people like it. They just may have changed a little couple of minor things here or there. But we are doing a giveaway, too. We're giving it away on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you go on there and check out all our accounts, uh, there's posts on there to talk about it. And you know what? We're also giving away a $50 cool hockey gift card. All you have to do is go to uh, podomatic.com uh, slash ducks and pucks. Check out our website and hit the follow button. If you're a follower, uh, we're going to give away a gift card for that. And you can use that to buy the jersey as well. So you got about another week to do that. So some good stuff coming up. But, uh, you know, before we started the show, Nick, you were telling me uh, about some uh, good things that you guys are uh, going to be doing here. And you want to talk about those for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, first, uh, again, thanks for having me on here. I, I know uh, this is a Ducks pod, uh, podcast, and I'm not exactly a Ducks fan, but I know we all love hockey. So uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about this because it is something that uh, it's important to me, and I, I think it should be important to a lot of people because uh, because it, it, it's using using the game of hockey to, to make the world a better place. And uh, oh, sorry about this. Little kid's just eating, and so he likes food as much as I do. So. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So I mean, what we do at Beer League Talk is we're just trying to uh, we're trying to trying to just promote the, the sport of hockey in general. And uh, I go out and I get to travel around and, and do a lot of tournaments uh, in the beer league circuit. I mean, I, I'm going to Vancouver next weekend. Two weekends after that, I'm going to Chicago, and then I'm in Columbus, and then I'm in Phoenix and LA. And so you know, I get to play hockey in a lot of places. So I get to meet a lot of hockey players. And I was doing a, a charity tournament. I was covering it for Beer League Talk in March, and it was with the Boston Bruins organization. And they bring out, uh, you know, 100 teams. Uh, 20 of them are Bruins alumni teams. The other 80 are military, police, firefighter teams. And they all raise money for their own charities. And they raise over a million bucks on this one weekend of hockey, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and it's called the Heroes Cup. But I met a group called Skate for the 22. And this is an organization, uh, you can find them at skateforthe22.org, but it's an organization that, uh, that is, is really what was put together to uh, bring awareness uh, in suicide prevention in our military vets. And uh, you guys are American, I'm American, and you guys know that the troops are what make America what it is. We wouldn't be able to do anything that, that we do as Americans enjoy the freedom without uh, these guys that are giving, uh, giving up their, their their lives sometimes uh the ultimate sacrifice so we can be free uh and so you know this group they just saw that uh that there was a need for something like this to support troops the stats say that uh every day 22 uh military vets take their own lives and they wanted to drastically reduce that number and so what they did is they decided hey we, we all love hockey 
So how can we use hockey to, uh, to, to make a change? And uh, that's what they're doing. What they're doing is they're raising money, they're raising funds, and they're getting these bets back into, uh, back into really a family. And that's the hockey family, and, and they're using that hockey family to, uh, to spread this awareness about uh, suicide prevention. And, and uh, I think it's been great. I mean, I heard so many stories, stories that brought me to tears about how hockey has saved their life and just being on the ice has kind of uh, helped them find a place to be. And so for me, uh, when I started thinking about, well, Beer League Talk has, you know, a small level of influence and how can I use that influence to uh, to help this? I put together something called the Chellathon. And if you guys know what Chell is, it's mm-hmm. uh, the NHL game that EA Sports puts out. It's a it's kind of a big deal for us, uh, for us hockey guys. Like we love playing hockey on the ice. We don't score as many goals as we'd like, but we can score a hell of a lot of goals on video games. So, uh, so, we, <laughs> so what we decided to do really is we, we wanted to uh, to do something that uh, that would bring awareness to this group and help raise funds. And I can remember growing up, I always remember seeing like uh, telethons on TV, like Jerry's kids. They'd always raise money, and you don't see them anymore. And I'm like, well, how can we do like a telethon, but for this? And I'm like, well, how about we just stream us playing NHL 19 for 48 hours? and make it almost like a variety show where hopefully we can get some guests in there. Hopefully we can get, uh, hopefully we can get some, uh, some podcasts going live while we're playing. And so uh, we're doing that to raise money for skate for the 22. That's awesome. And, uh, for, you know, the people that don't know out there, uh, Eddie, uh, is a veteran. Uh, so that's near and dear to his heart. Um, so I mean, I, I know he's very, uh, excited to hear about this as well. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I mean, if you guys don't know, uh, th- this past Monday, w- I just lost uh, my buddy and I, at, uh, Peter Pan, eighty nine oh eight. She was my my battle in the army. We we just lost another soldier to suicide, and this is, you know, the, all the years I've been in the army and out. This is the third soldier that I've you know known or known someone personally that was close that that took their own life, and I mean. I mean, I, I think back when I was in the military and I, I lost a staff sergeant and he was the nicest guy you could possibly know. And I mean, no one knew what was going to go on, but he took his own life. And whatever reasons they have, it, you know, I, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for them. But I mean, 22 soldiers, even one soldier taking their life is too many. And I, I, I really applaud and I thank anyone that, that's taking their time and to do anything I mean, I don't even care if you post a Facebook status saying, hey, if you guys need to talk, let me know. I mean, and not just soldiers as well, just suicide prevention in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, we all get to that point where I mean, I'm sure all of us went to that point. where we're like, oh, I don't want to live anymore. But some people are more serious than others. And, and especially with soldiers, because, you know, I, I was a soldier. I, I hung out with a lot of Marines, uh, sailors, you know, all military branches. So that really holds a, a big place in my heart, and especially what happened this this last Monday. And I'm sure my battle, you know, you know, of Aaron Horse Ashley, she will uh, really appreciate that because she was having a rough time. Her and I spoke, and she's a really tough woman, and she's she's probably more tougher than I am. But I, I can tell by her voice that it it was hurting her that she wasn't there or she couldn't be there. And she's the biggest advocate. If you ever need anything, you can call me 24-7. I mean, I, she's the kind of person that if she doesn't even know you and you call her, she'll talk to you, just whatever you need. So um, I thank you, Nick, for that. You and whoever else is hosting. And like I told you, I'll, I'll do anything I can to help. 
you know, jump on and throw some jokes in, things like that. <laughs> I won't play because I like to, you know, I like to drink beer when I play. But every time, like, the more beer I have when I play NHL is, like, I'm getting beat by the pro or rookie computer. So uh, I'll sit there and watch and judge. So I, I really thank you for that. Well, uh, like I told you off the air, there's no thanks needed. I, I think it's kind of our it's 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 kind of our responsibility to kind of help out where we can in the world and that's that's whether it's military veterans or anything and so uh so it's a pleasure and it's i'm honored to be able to have the opportunity to to do this kind of stuff so if if anyone wants to join if anyone wants to join and donate uh you can you can uh follow beer league talk twitch.tv slash beer league talk uh and there's also a gofundme page if you'll check out like uh beer league talk on twitter or on Facebook, we have links to the uh, the GoFundMe page, and all that money goes directly to Escape, Escape for the 22. It doesn't come to us. You can get a tax tax receipt on it uh, if you're an American. It's, it's tax uh, deductible, so no reason not to, not to get in, jump in. And even if you can't donate, uh, and even if you can't be there during the live stream, you can always just hop on and share it so other people know about it. That's great, Nick. And what we'll do is when we put out this podcast, obviously you have what you talked about here. We'll also put it in the article as well. I'll get the links from you, you know, and we'll put them on there so everybody can go check it out and do everything on there. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Glad that we could talk some hockey in the Pacific Division, the Ducks and the Flames. Uh, Best of luck to you guys. And, uh, you know, we'll have for all our fans out there, we'll have another show probably in a week or two whenever some other news comes up. Yeah, for sure. And just before we leave, I know I know you guys want to get out. Uh, we do these tournaments. I'm going to be in L.A. Uh, first of December, their tournament's called Draft Tournaments. And pretty much you don't need a team. You just show up. Last year we did a Ducks theme where we had all the old school Ducks jerseys. And uh, you, you, we make the teams by beer chugging contest. And then we play five games with our new team. So we'll be out there in December if you guys want to come out and play some uh, hockey with us. And you can sign up for the tournament at drafttournament.com. Uh, that's awesome and uh, again we'll put more of that info too in the, in the article and then obviously you know you'll tell me whatever and we can retweet it whatnot and post stuff uh, as well so again thanks for coming on i had fun talking with you nick and uh, we'll obviously be talking from here on out yeah for sure thanks for having me on guys and uh, go flames but I, I'll, I'll root for the ducks too just uh, just because <laughs> you guys are so nice to talk to <laughs> thanks nick all right everybody okay you got it thanks for coming on all right you have a good one thank you all righty and that was Nick Fleerhart with Beer League Talk. Check him out on Twitter. We'll see you guys in about a week. We'll also be announcing some more giveaways coming up this summer. Let's go, Ducks.